0: evening, Mr. and Mrs. North and South America and all the ships at sea. Let's go to press. I'm here on the 10 count with I before E and
1: awful Jack or Daniel O'Brien on PSP.
2: And formerly Batista.
0: There we go. There we go. And we're not joined by the Goog, Holcombat, or Oakgan, all people we hate and sunsweet uh, who we are indifferent to. Let's get I like right- sunsweet who we 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 like. We like Sunsweet. Even there we if go. even if Sunsweet likes Doctor Who, which we all hate.
3: I am indifferent to
0: Doctor Who. We 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 all hate it. It's it, 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 that's been agreed on. Right, agreed. Then. Topic number 1 was going to be the Battle of Los Angeles or Battle of Los Angeles for short, but Oatgan won't be joining us tonight. So we're not going to talk about that indie rific spot fest. Instead, we're going to talk about a show that we all admired. WWE Raw. Awful Jack, what did you admire about WWE Raw?
1: Very little. Uh, <laughs> there was uh, not a lot to like. Uh, <laughs> I like how both times I threw it to Raw, he dropped. Raw was that bad, I guess. <laughs> was, was it that bad, Neil, you don't want to talk about it? Neil, Neil, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay,
0: we're just going to keep on trucking. Everybody who's listening, the call just dropped on us for uh, Neil Jacoby, a.k.a. I-B-4-E, a.k.a. uh, Frankie Munez, his biggest fan. So, just like his other biggest fan, Sheriff Joe... Let's keep on going with uh, what Frankie Muniz, aka I Before E, appreciated about WWE Raw. What did you admire about this show?
3: I admired that Cesaro got to do a bridging followaway slam. That's not a thing that he does too often, and I appreciate that he can do it because he owns.
0: And awful Jack, before I, I swore and laughed about the call dropping while you were telling me what you admired about Raw, what did you admire about Raw? John Cena. Well, that's what I admired about Ross, so it's good that we both admired the same kind of things. Did you like his stick uh uh his uh, hustle, loyalty, and respect, the way he he beat up Seth Rollins, or the way he was going to sue Triple H?
1: I liked that John Cena brought out his fire and his passion that we all know the leader of the C-Nation possesses. He brings it every time he comes out to that ring. You know that he is one of the greatest world champions of all time. And at night of champions, he is going to take that championship back from the beast Brock Lesnar. And he's going to do whatever it takes to do that. And if that means suing Triple H, then by God, he's going to sue Triple H. You
3: really He'll go to the papers if he has to.
0: You, you really think that's going to happen? You think, you think he's going to win the belt back at Night of Champions?
1: I absolutely don't think that's going to happen, no. <laughs> no. Uh, wait, wait, were you being insincere? Because
0: on this show, we sincerely love John Cena. John Cena was the best part about Raw,
1: and I'm not being any way insincere about that. Well, that's good. Or Paul Heyman.
0: Now, I've heard that there may have been some minor problems with Raw. What would you say were the the minor little
1: things about (laughs) Raw that you may not have liked? The minor things? The minor things.
3: Literally anything with Bree or Nikki Bella.
1: Literally 99% of the show was not very good. I mean, most of it was just kind of, you know, mediocre or below average. The Bella segment was just trash. Well, tell me about the Bella
0: segment. What happened on this Bella segment? Treat me like I may have been one of those people out there who decided not to watch Raw, just hypothetically.
1: Oh, I I envy those people. Anyway, uh, Stephanie McMahon came out to the ring and she said that she admired Nikki, wait a minute, no, wait, 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 I gotta go back. The show show started out with these Nikki, with these what was it called the bella experience or something
3: growing up bella i believe growing up
1: bella it's like they would throw to it before commercials and they had this weird like ominous music playing and then it would show nikki bella in a confessional and she would be talking about awful things brie bella has done to her such as killing her boyfriend no well he didn't well Brie Bella didn't kill her, her date. She stole her date after a school dance when they were in high school. And she never saw him again, but she was desperately in love with that man. That's not true. She saw him one more time. Oh that's right. Th- that's right. She she did say she never saw him again, and then she said I saw her I saw him with Bree. So Wait, she, she contradicted are... herself. Oh my god, are you serious? Yes. There's a lot of contradictions on this show. Hey, you know what they should have called the these
0: segments? Garbage.
3: Saved by the Bellas.
0: Yes, that that is what they should have called them. Garbage. I agree.
1: No, and, Saved by the Bellas. Oh. And then, well, then then they had more of them and they were all basically the same premise. Brie Bella did some awful things. She destroyed Bree she destroyed Nikki's car. I forget what the other one was. I think there was one more. And it, it was just like <sighs> so overwrought and dramatic that it was just sickening. But I think that was the point, is that you were supposed to be like, wow, this Nikki is... I don't know what's wrong with her. And then Stephanie comes out, top of the 10 o'clock hour, and she says that uh, she wants... She, she, she admires Nikki Bella, and that, you know, Nikki Bella is this, whatever, she's this great person or whatever, so she brings Nikki out and she's going to give Nikki a shot at the Divas Championship. And she's talking about how That's great, and whatever, that's whatever, best for business, you know, the usual stuff. And then Brie comes out, and about halfway down the ramp, Stephanie starts screaming at Brie Bella about how she doesn't get to use that theme music anymore, cut her music off. From this point forward, that's only Nikki's music. So the feud is partially about music. And then uh, she gets in the ring, and Nikki Bella starts screaming at her about how she needs to quit. Because that would show that she, that it's not all about her. That, like, it was all Nikki's whole thing is that it was, it's all about Brie. It's always all about Brie, and Brie Bree is always hogging the spotlight. And she started, you know, railing on about Daniel Bryan or whatever. And and then and then Brie said, you know, well, all all you want, Nikki, is the Divas Championship. Yada yada yada. And then AJ Lee came out, which I've never been so more excited to see AJ Lee because this segment was terrible and because Brie and Nikki are not very good at acting. And AJ came out and said, I think I'm the number one contender and something like that. And then Paige came out and she was like, well, you can't talk about the Divas Championship without the Divas Champion or whatever. And then Nikki, and then, and then AJ and Paige started bickering and then AJ and or, or Bree and Nikki started bickering some more, and then Bree, and then Nikki started yelling at Bree, why don't you quit? Prove that it's not all about you. Quit, you know, yada you yada. You quit, quit, you just need to quit. And then, and then Bree turns around and just attacks Nikki. And that was... The segment, and, well, no, wait, no, that wasn't the segment. AJ eventually, and and in the process of knocking down Nikki, Nikki also knocked down Paige, so the Divas Championship was on the ground. AJ picked it up, and then she went over and, and was standing next to Stephanie, I don't know, almost teasing like they were going to have a match or something. And Stephanie demanded that AJ hand over the Divas title, and so she did, after acting a little crazy. And that was the end of the segment, and it was just dreadful, like, ten minutes of Raw.
2: Well, You're that sounds out. great.
1: You... Wow. Yeah, doesn't it sound just like the the best thing? Yeah, it Oh and the crowd didn't care enchanted boring. Ooh, that sounds well. good. How boring do you think the crowd thought it was? Their utter silence and chance of boring implied that they thought it was extremely boring.
2: <laughs> That's good. That's good.
0: As long as they thought it, you know, as long as they were passionate about it. That's what, that's what's important about wrestling. People being passionate for it. So, is there anything either of you want to talk about in terms of Raw other than, yeah. uh, other than that? Yes.
3: Uh, Mark Henry seems to have Jack Swagger's Titan Tron now.
0: Really? How do you think he got that?
3: By stealing his feud with Rusev, basically.
2: <laughs> Jack what? Swagger failed.
3: So- oh, oh! That that reminds me. That segment with Bo after Jack Swagger's match, where he brought out these three people who had been, who had had their lives destroyed by Jack Swagger failing to beat Rusev. He introduced the first person who bet all his money on Jack Swagger's rematches with Rusev and lost it all. The second person, a tailor from Italy who moved to this country to set up a business. But Jack Swagger losing destroyed him so much that he failed his, citizen to hit his citizenship test, and has to move back and has to be deported back to Italy. And the third person, a one whose son idolized Jack Swagger, respected Jack Swagger, wanted to grow up to be Jack Swagger. His hopes were destroyed, and now he wants to be like Vladimir Putin when he grows up. Just have no, had... three examples of how Jack Swagger losing to Rusev has destroyed the American consciousness.
1: What a loser. Jack Swagger.
0: It sounds like Jack Swagger has been more destructive to the American dream than anyone since Bruce Springsteen.
2: Indeed.
1: Uh, I also have something to say about Raw. What uh, do you have to say about Raw? They, in the, in the opening segment, which was Basically, that Bella segment, but with men and less drama. Uh, they were arguing about John, well, Triple H said that he didn't think the John Cena versus Brock Lesnar rematch was best for business because he didn't want to see John Cena get destroyed again or whatever. I'm not even sure what he said. Triple H flubbed more lines here than he usually does, and that was weird. And then, uh, everybody came out that was in the main event Roman Reigns and, the, well, Jericho was out there, and then they had Randy Orton and, and uh whatever his name is, Kane, Demon, Corporate, whoever he is this week, and they were talking like whoever won the main event would would be the one to face Brock Lesnar. They, may, they if they didn't say that, they made you believe that's what that meant because Triple H said, you know, as far as who's facing Brock Lesnar, whoever who's the number one contender, well. We'll just have to see who stands tall at the end of Raw. And then, all throughout the show, they kept showing promo packages for Brock Lesnar versus John Cena at Night of Champions for the title. So, tell me how that makes any sort of
2: sense.
0: It really doesn't. Well, he has to assume that that's still the match for now, because... A Cena might be the one who impresses him the most and stands tallest and you, I mean you never know who's going to be wearing the tallest lifts and on top of that John Cena may win his lawsuit so there's a very good chance that he is going to be the one um who who needs to be in that main event Okay uh I think we can skip on the to topic number 2 now right
3: Yeah, we've said all we need to on Raw.
0: I don't need to see that Raw ever again. Okay, this is from someone named Scandalous Who, a.k.a. Scandalous Murph, at Neil Jacoby. If the WWE is a Babylonian blood ritual for the Satanic Bloodline member Vince McMahon, what is TNA?
3: A bit of context for this, this is referencing the video WWE the, the Ritual, which explains how the entirety of WWE is controlled by CIA satanic Jesuit Vince McMahon and uses uh sexual abuse and lightning bolts or something
0: to, uh, to pledge mo- its wrestlers to Satan. The most important thing about This video, I think, is that you have to understand that all wrestlers are homosexual and the rest of them included in this all wrestlers who are also homosexual is that they also harass and do horrible things to the female wrestlers. So because of this, this joint heterosexual, homosexual abuse within all wrestlers, WWE is a satanic ritual. Yes, and uh, I think most shocking of all, we are, well, I guess it is alleged that WWE may be fixed.
3: Yes, the the video includes uh, footage of wrestlers calling spots, including... The segment from, I believe it was WrestleMania 26, where Batista is heckled by a kid in the crowd who says, I hate you, and he says, I hate you too. This is, this is given as evidence that WWE is fixed.
0: Now, if that's what WWE is, I think it's pretty clear that TNA must be the gangster computer god.
3: Yes, the Frankenstein gangster computer god, arm of Dixie Carter's Panda Energy.
0: Yeah, I mean, they seem much more like an infrared crusader priests from beyond comprehension, or perhaps Astracism, the true religion of the Slovene people.
3: Yes... Kevin Nash has most definitely pumped deadly poison nerve gas smoke into secret compartments under ashtrays
0: under arms of chairs. In four billion worldwide population all living have a computer god containment policy brain bank brain, a real brain, in the brain bank cities on the far side of the moon we will never see. Primarily based on your lifelong Frankenstein radio controls, especially your eyesight, TV, sight, and sound recorded by your brain, your your moon brain of the computer god activates your Frankenstein threshold brainwash radio, lifelong incubating conformist propaganda, even frightening you and mixing you up and the usual don't worry about it for your setbacks, mistakes, even when you receive deadly injuries. This is the worldwide computer god secret containment policy. I think if anything ever described what TNA nonstop action impact wrestling is, I think it was the preceding passage.
3: M- most definitely. Awful Jack, any thoughts
1: on this? That was a lot of words.
0: Worldwide, as a Frankenstein slave, usually at night, you go to the nearby hospital or camouflage miniature hospital van trucks. You strip naked lay on the operating table, which slides into the sealed computer god robot operating cabinet. Intravenous tubes are connected. The slimy, vicious... uh, Let's not go into that, because that's when it gets racist, and I don't like racism on this show. Yeah. Still a lot of words. What are you reading?
3: Uh, th- the rants of Francis E. Deck.
0: I'm reading com- Gangster Computer God Worldwide Secret Containment Policy. Okay. Yes. Made possible solely by Worldwide Computer God Frankenstein controls, especially lifelong constant threshold brainwash radio, quiet and motionless. I can slightly hear it. Repeatedly, this has saved my life on the streets.
3: Yes, whenever you get into a worse than Nazi court criminal conviction crucifixion, it'll, it'll help you
0: out. Yeah, so, I, I think it's pretty clear that that's what TNA is, and, uh, uh, unless there's more that can be said on this topic, we can go on to, uh, topic number three. Cool. Okay, this is from Film Crit Iron Sheik, aka Leboism, at Neil Jacoby. W slash page-making waves as a legit wrestler and not decoration. Do you see more legit female wrestlers coming soon?
3: With the I... addendum as opposed to underwear models.
0: Made possible solely by Worldwide Computer God Frankenstein Controls.
1: Oh, someone, has, someone has been watching their Bella tapes.
2: <laughs> Maybe put out by the Worldwide Computer Gangster God.
3: <laughs> uh. Uh, uh, we watched via Frankenstein Eyesight television playback.
1: Um, are you guys putting together sentences or just spouting words?
0: I can't tell. I mean, there are periods at the ends of the things we're saying. Okay.
3: And also exclamation points. Uh, you won't shut me up forever with my secrets.
0: I. Think we're going to get more legit wrestlers coming soon, but unfortunately the next three months may be hijacked by less than le- legit wrestlers um, who have already come, namely the Bellas and possibly more
1: Stephanie McMahon. And and there was a total Divas match tonight because that's on that's back on starting Sunday. Oh, and, there's a new season.
0: Yep. And
1: Sunday. guess what?
0: That was one of the few things I got to see on Raw. Ah, good for you. Hmm. Yeah, that that was on uh, either during a commercial break or before Unauthorised the Save by the Bell story
1: started. Well, it was mercifully short. It had a terrible ending. It did oh. as did most of the matches on Raw. Yeah. Any thoughts on female wrestlers?
3: Uh, uh female wrestlers that might come up from NXT soon, um Charlotte shows a lot of promise as does Bailey.
1: Um people seem to be fans of Becky Lynch even though I've not seen a match of hers. Uh is that the former uh um Rebecca Knox? I believe so, yeah. Yes. Having uh what's her name as the trainer certainly is uh promising.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, Sarah Del Rey. Sarah Del
1: Rey. I almost said Samantha Dell something, so that, that helps. And, yes, Vanessa uh, Del
3: Rio, head trainer of NXT. Y- yes,
1: having her down there gives me a vote of confidence for the future. But uh until uh, until Vince McMahon is gone, I don't I don't have much confidence really. But we'll see.
0: Neil?
3: Um, I thought I'd already given my piece. was oh, just seeing if
0: there's anything else you wanted to say.
3: No, I'm done.
0: Okay. This is from Hootgan, a.k.a. Oatgan, at Mongo underscore ebooks. Did WWE actually contact Michael Sam about any of this before running those promos, or are they just hoping for the best?
3: Uh, given that they have announced, that they announced in the latter one that he will indeed be on next week, I assume they, uh... They cleared it with him beforehand so they wouldn't be just putting out an open invitation that will never be picked up on.
0: I thought they said in that last segment that if he accepts their invitation, he will have an open mic. Yes.
1: Yeah, if being the operative. Which made uh, it
0: sound like they are just saying this for publicity and hoping that maybe he decides to show up.
3: I mean, they're putting it on actual TV, not the uh, one YouTube video where uh, Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter dropped kayfabe and shot on Glenn Beck. So, I mean, they might be serious about this.
0: Now, is there any indication he's a wrestling fan?
3: Not really, no. I don't think so. I mean, I'm not the biggest football head.
1: I know of Michael Sam. I know that he is uh, openly homosexual, and that is unique in the world of football. That's about all I know. And well, that, they told you that on Raw, so I, I guess I could have figured that out on Raw. But I knew that beforehand. But that's all I know. And so, but I did, I did see the promo segments where they said that he may be there if he accepts. So I don't know. Uh, my question would be, if he is, if he really does not show up, what do they do in replacement? Act like it never happened. Just act like it never happened, not bring out somebody else. I, I don't think
0: they would do that. I, I don't okay. think like Damian Sandow is going to come out as Michael Sam-dow. <clears throat> but do you think that this might have anything to do with WWE being a Babylonian blood ritual for Satanic Bloodline member Vince McMahon?
3: Uh, it might have something to do with the uh, homosexuality part of it, but uh, not much to do with the uh, Steve Austin giving Generation X members and in- inspiring them to live up to Alistair Crowley's credo that do what you will shall be the whole of the law.
1: No. I mean, to be fair, I think when they did that uh, whole thing with Glenn Beck last year, they did actually invite him to Raw, on Raw. But that's just... why
0: they started the whole thing, actually.
1: Right, because they wanted to invite Glenn Beck to Raw, and then he didn't show up, so they did that as the replacement. They sent Zeb and Swagger to uh, uh, Fox News offices or whatever to find Glenn Beck, and when they couldn't find Glenn Beck or whatever, they just looked like fools. But whatever. But they did. They I think the first thing they did do was invite Glenn Beck to Raw on Raw. So this is sort of similar in, in that way.
0: Okay, well, I think we have another question from HootGan, aka OatGan, at Mongo underscore ebooks. Why won't Hulkamatt face me?
3: Uh, because Hulkamatt is a coward and you are a much more, uh, you are a much more formidable opponent than
1: Mike Quackenbush. After spending the weekend at Battle of Los Angeles, who would want to face OatGan? I think the correct
0: answer is Hulkamatt has never 2 suited AJ Styles.
1: It's a select group.
0: Yes. From the Goog, at Mongo underscore eBooks, blah, 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 blah. Also, how great is The Miz? Is he better than Wade Barrett? No. No? He's not even as good as his stunt double. Yes. And I hate his whole stupid storyline that he can't have his face touched, and he freaks out whenever his face is touched and tries to forget his face, even though in this match he took two clotheslines straight to the face from Dolph Ziggler, either because Dolph Ziggler moves too fast or The Miz is bad, probably because The Miz is bad, and then took a DDT right on his face, and I bet in the pay-per-view match we're going to have to suffer through The Miz being... They're very protective of his face, even though it constantly gets hit, and who the fuck could possibly care about this storyline and his selling is bad, even though his whole goddamn
1: character is based around his selling. And the Intercontinental title is also on the line, but you wouldn't know that.
0: Yes. Gangster Computer God Worldwide Secret Containment Policy.
3: What I want to happen during this feud is for Damien Sandow to win the IC title during a match while in place of The Miz, so they have a feud over who is actually the intercontinental champion, The Miz or his stunt double. Hmm. That would be a direction I don't believe we've seen, in would, uh, recently w- at least. That
1: would probably be more entertaining than, don't hit my face, oh no, don't hit my face, but I'm a wrestler.
3: Yeah, it that that would be less entertaining than when they did it with uh, Shawn Michaels and Rick Martell.
0: Well then, I think uh I think that's enough in terms of WWE questions and we should answer some real questions. Fair enough.
3: Let's uh let's stop being nice and start getting real. Yes,
0: I think one of the the major topics of internet discussion in the last few days um has involved uh, a certain something in professional wrestling. And that is
2: Paragon Wrestling. Where the
0: big boys play. Where the big boys play. It's one of a kind. Paragon owner Mike Chase says the others may have tried something similar, but never something this deep, complex, and engaging. There's a scoring system. Based on years of research and development, the Paragon League is, score- is rooted in a scoring system that will determine the rating of a competitor. There's even an actual computer software customly created for the Paragon Point System. Time limits matter. If the time runs out, the scores each competitor earns during a match determine the winner. Shoot! So stick to your time, boys. They're seasonal. Paragon League Wrestling runs in a seasonal system. Every season has a postseason, and one Paragon League Champion is crowned every year. But they're still traditional titles. The Elite Division Championship and the Ironheart Division Championships are defended throughout the regular season. Winning and defending the championships earn you significant point boosts. There's an actual rulebook. The founders of the Paragon system found that a rulebook was needed to keep everything regulated to intent. At over 20 pages long, it can also act as an information source for the rules of traditional pro wrestling. There's no room for cheating. Cheating will cost you. Get caught in any kind of situation deemed unprofessional and it could earn you some serious penalty points. Never a good thing for any competitor trying to get ahead. If your goal is to compete for and win championships, competitors are strongly urged to follow the rules. There's divisions. The Paragon competitors must compete to maintain dominance of the divisions that they fall into based on their rating. Competitors may find themselves in a different division after every match during certain stretches of the regular season. The two singles championships are considered equal. The Elite and Ironheart championships award their champions the same amount of points. The difference between them are that the Elite Championship is harder to get, but the Ironheart Championship is harder to keep. The tag team division is significant. The tag teams will shine bright at PLW events, and the individuals on the teams will also benefit in their singles careers based on what they achieve as a team. Competitors who are struggling in the quest division could often find success with a teammate. Winning the tag team championships earns (laughs) competitors significant points in the singles division as well. The booking team will often have no control. Due to the strict rules in place, often their hands are tied with booking. Sometimes the superstars they may wish to push will be out of the division. When this happens, they'll be forced to get creative based on the current eligible competitors for that title. Fans will have access to all of the data as it happens. After the first event, the Paragon League website will launch the Paragon Data Center. There, fans will be able to explore all the stats and review detailed analysis of all the competitors in the Paragon League. The League is legit. They have formed the company in all the proper ways. It's a real company paying real taxes. So, if you were wondering, no, it's not going to be one of those fly-by-night deals. And,
3: if you stick your opponent's head in the cotton candy machine for a full rotation, you win the season. Yes. What's
1: what's the season? A gift certificate to Golden Corral?
3: I, I, I assume the Paragon League Championship.
2: Okay.
0: Let me read a choice quote from this. My brother basically wrote a software program, and now we have a screen that we simply enter shorthand commands that will take literally three matches to get used to, and the program does the rest. The League is designed to be consumed by fans in real time. I knew that compiling the data and going through it could take weeks. Each show produces an average of 330 statistical data inputs. That would be a nightmare in Excel. So... I'm
2: I'm guessing both don't follow baseball. No, awful Jack. No,
3: no. The, the closest I've come to following baseball was playing baseball in like fourth grade.
0: Well, in the last decade, there there have been a lot of people complaining about Moneyball and and how nerds compile a bunch of statistics and and want to play the game on their computer rather than going to the baseball ball yard and and watching real men compete with the human element and you know this is always a laughable argument because you know statistics are just capturing what happens on the field and and trying to understand them in different ways sometimes more rigorous ways and what we have here is someone who who like heard a joke about moneyball being written by a computer and and nerds in their parents basements and are like hey that'd make a great wrestling league (laughs) Uh.
1: i I like this quote here i told my future wife my future in-laws and every important person in my life that i was going to continue forward with paragon despite the sudden (laughs) complications in our lives i told them that i am starting this company because i believe in it and when it starts i'm not planning on closing it down down the road until i'm dead there's no five-year plan here i'm going until i'm dead
3: I'd like to read this quote. Why do people care about basketball? Why are Americans enthralled with football? These sports, along with professional wrestling, captivate us because two entities step into an arena of combat to square off. Both of them have a lot to lose. Both of them have a lot to gain, and only one can win. The drama is built into the structure of the sport. We care about the competitors because they both believe in their hearts that they can come out on top, that they possess the skill, mastery, and God-given talent to beat their opponent. Their passionate abilities compel us to care. One competitor says, I will beat you, and his opponent says, no, I will beat you, and something must give.
1: Wait, 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 wait. I was completely misunderstanding this. So, they want to have a league? Yes. And it has a season, Mm -hmm. an opening day, and all of that. And, And some sort of, like, Tournament World Series type deal. and
3: Yes, and probably uh, free giveaway (sighs) days.
0: Let me explain a little bit more. I've Uh, been working on this for years. Paragon League started really when I was a small boy playing with action figures. I used to scribble down wins and losses in a notebook and have rankings. When that got to be too one-dimensional, I started to quantify wins and losses by adding values to different kinds. This system has evolved over the twelve years or so. Oh my god, actually I know exactly what this is. I used the wrong analogy earlier. Go on. Um there is a book written uh I think like fifty years ago. I just want to bring it up right now so I, I can read off the entire title. It's The Universal Baseball Association Inc., J. Henry Waugh proprietor. And it's by uh, Robert Coover, who I believe still works at Brown. I should go, like, bother him during his office hours and tell him I love his books. But it is a postmodern book about a... uh a guy who runs a little tabletop baseball, uh, game that completely consumes his life. And eventually he starts to think he's, that this is a real league, and he starts to get involved in the, the, in the lives of the players, in the politics of the league, in, um the, 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 their Hall of Fame and MVPs, and he keeps volumes and volumes of books. And, the, the 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 novel explores you know the, the 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 melding of his his real life and his fantasy life and how it completely consumes him and that's what this fucking jackass has done <laughs> he, he, he he created his own league uh
2: huh and I has have... and guess who you... the main event is
0: or, or one of the main eventers is
2: yeah
0: Eddie Rick- Kingston Ricky Reyes. Because if anything screams like the next evolution of professional wrestling, it's a show main evented by Ricky Reyes. No that's disrespect nice. to Ricky Reyes. I mean, he was you know a solid undercard guy in ROH ten years ago,
1: but he's Ricky Reyes. <laughs> oh, wow, that's uh, who Ricky Reyes is.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was uh, half of the Havana Pitbulls. He was the guy who got in the uh, the feud with Austin Aries over beating up his students. Um, he he. I, I assumed it was
3: some MMA washout guy.
0: Uh, no, no, no. Ricky Reyes is. If if uh, if uh, nut bunnies were here, he would be the dying of laughter. In fact, I kind of wish he was online right now so that I could reread that entire press release and then say, "Hey, guess who the first show is main evented by?" And I'd say Ricky Reyes, and he'd just die laughing. <laughs>
1: uh, but what you know? What's funny is that this is more of an actual wrestling league than. Global Global Force Force Wrestling. (laughs) That's true. This is going to run an actual show. It will have at least one show by the end of (laughs) 2014. And I don't know if Global Force will, so...
3: (laughs) uh, Global Force Wrestling will probably sell more t-shirts at least.
1: I think that's a guarantee.
0: But a few (laughs) years ago, my buddy Nick D'Angelo and I developed a Road to WrestleMania fantasy game that tracked in-ring and out-of-ring stuff, gave those actions a value. And then, it didn't really do anything for us. It was fun as heck to play, and made watching WWE way more tolerable because it caused us to root for Santino Morella and other jobbers. You had to strategically pick who you wanted to have on your roster or team, and it ran from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, and every WWE televised event was scored. It was awesome, but because it didn't really make us money, we stopped doing it. Then I found out CTWE was closing. I was in a car with Nick who did commentary for CTWE, and we were just like, let's make the fantasy game a promotion. Which was great considering I had my own ideas for a promotion like this, with a ranking and scoring system since I was 12. So, this is, this is a
1: horrific mess.
0: So, this guy wasn't satisfied with not losing money with his little WrestleMania fantasy game. He decided he had to up up the ante and lose some real money with an independent wrestling show. This guy thinks he is going to make money
1: promoting indie wrestling. What? Okay. Assuming this guy isn't depleting his savings with Paragon League, what... Idiot bank. Did he go to that gave him the money to 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 you know put up and pay the talent? For I, I think
3: that's I, I think that's the real motivation behind putting together this rule set because by the time he's explained it all to the uh, loan agent, they're just so bored and uh, out of it that they'll they'll just approve it.
2: I I just what?
0: Uh, I mean, maybe he's put up his own money. Uh, I mean, let's see. What would I don't know how much.
1: I, I mean, I can't imagine these talents are you know making a lot of money, but you got to pay them something. And you got to rent the the arena.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, how much it would take. I mean, I, maybe between the two of them, they've been able to put together like fifteen thousand and well, the venue, not, that's, talent, that's, and and insurance.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you could run a show for that. That's not unreasonable. Um. I guess, uh why didn't he just, like, pursue the fantasy thing? I, I, he could have made that into, like, an online game and maybe made some money on that. I don't know. Well, uh, I don't know
0: if you paid attention while I was reading the, the 13 things you need to know about Paragon Wrestling,
1: but he's an idiot. <laughs> I know, but, like, that his fantasy thing sounded cool as a video game. as a wrestling As a wrestling league, that sounds like it's really stupid and is going to lose him a lot of money. So...
0: Yeah, I could actually see his stupid WWE fantasy thing being pretty easy to, to convert into like a, a, kind of a, a generic wrestling fantasy game that people could then apply to things and he could somehow maybe make a few dollars at it that way. Cause it seems like something that like a lot of other people have tried and, I mean, there's gotta be some
1: fucking idiots who play it. To play it and and you know maybe maybe offer some sort of like subscription service that isn't all that much money, but you know you you could make a little extra cash off it. I'm not saying that that would be his business, but make something off of it and not start a, a wrestling league in 2014 like an idiot.
3: Yeah, there is. Well, there is no money in indie wrestling right there's... now.
0: There's one more quote from this article that I think I should read. Computer God computerized brain-thinking sealed robot operating arm surgery <laughs> cabinet machine removal of the most frontal command lobe of the brain. Gradually during lifetime and overnight in all in- insane asylums, parentheses, after computer God kosher-bosher, one-month probation period, and parentheses, creating helpless, hopeless, computer god, Frankenstein, earphone radio, parroting puppet, brainless slaves, resulting in millions of hopeless, helpless, homeless... Derelicts in all dr- USA alum cities and Soviet slave work camps. Not only the hangman rope deadly gangster parroting puppet scum on top, know this top medical secret even worse than racist stuff. From deaf Ronnie Reagan to USSR Gorbachev, know this oy vey computer god containment policy top secret.
1: <laughs> My Skype f- cut out and by the time I came back you finally finished. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) But, yeah, well, the Paragon Wrestling League just sounds like the dumbest thing in the world. And if he wants to die, and that's the only way that the league goes out of... that's that cricket. Um, (laughs) Sorry. And that's the only way it ends? I can't really go out and kill it right now. Then, well, he's probably going to should probably um, uh, get his affairs in order. <laughs> Cause oh. I don't think that company's lasting more than a couple of months at most. Yeah, I don't it's... know. My, its, I, can't, I can't see them keeping up that scoring system for past its first month. I'm just looking at the financials. I just, I, I guess, I don't know the, the how, you know how much money it takes to run a, this wrestling league, but I imagine it's not cheap to rent venues and pay talent and do all that stuff and advertising, and you know, so I, I just I just don't see the viability of this this league beyond a few months at most.
0: They're they're gonna run one show. Yeah,
1: Depending. they run their one show. It's booked. So look at the
0: way they're promoting this show. Well, me read a couple of tweets, because I think we need more Paragon League coverage than anyone else on the internet, which I think we achieved with the first minute that we spent on this, but anyway, let's just add to our this, our little buffer. This, this is has
3: become inter- the Paragon Wrestling Podcast 10 count.
0: This
1: At- is more interesting to talk about than, than Raw <laughs> actually <Nope>. is. <laughs>
0: At Paragon League, 84 people have said they're attending hashtag Paragon 1. Don't <laughs> miss out on the beginning of something special. <laughs> Facebook dot com slash event slash three one nine eight five three five eighty four. Wow, are they
1: renting a public library?
0: <laughs>
1: uh. I mean, that's that's uh, for an unknown league. I guess that's that's not terrible. That's not great though. It's it's not it's not enough to where you can run a promotion regularly. I don't think. I mean, unless he's like running a sh- like one show a year, like WrestleCade or whatever. Well there's Maybe. two there's two important things here. One is that
0: anyone else who has ever promoted events knows that if people have confirmed on Facebook
1: as going, they're going. So it's got those people <laughs> guaranteed. Absolutely. Those yeah. 5,000 people that never came to to my birthday.
0: <laughs> uh, but I'm really, there, I'm really there's also constant growth. That last tweet was August 22nd. Let's take a look at their update on August 21st. Okay. Paragon League. Only 83 people have clicked going on Facebook. (laughs) Let's make that 83,000. Or close. Facebook.com slash events slash three one nine eight five. Dude, you need to be looking
1: at your ticket sales. Because those are the people that are going, or at least giving you money, even if they're not going. Doesn't he have access to his ticket sales? It looked like a PayPal button. He surely he has access to that. Yeah, but you have to consider the walk up. The the, the Facebook is telling him what his walk up is, and that's important. Okay, what is his venue?
0: Um, I can actually Uh, find that out right now. The
1: Balcony Banquet Facility on one three five one Dixwell Avenue in Hamden, Connecticut. (laughs) Dixwell Uh,
2: Avenue.
1: (laughs) Big swell, yes. Yup <laughs> <laughs> You know, I know exactly
0: where that well, I know basically where that is. Balcony Banquet Facility.
2: I think that's Pan- right near the
0: tunnel on uh on the Merritt Parkway.
1: Anyway, uh balcony banquet I have do you have any idea what this venue looks like or how big it is? I think it looks like every indie venue ever. Okay, so just a room. Yeah, it's just a room. I I I don't know that for
0: sure, but it's it's just from the name of it you can tell. And Hamden doesn't exactly have any great venues for that. And if they wanted like a bigger venue, I think they would run um like just down uh fifteen a little bit where there's a sports complex that that does like roller derby. Well, Godspeed. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So, that's the Paragon League, everybody. They're they're going to revolutionize wrestling, and they've really got this social networking down. Paragon League. Please, RT, comma, share the event, comma, share the website, comma, invite your friends, and we'll see you September 19th. Hashtag Paragon
1: Nation. At Vince McMahon, are you scared yet? (laughs) I like how they haven't
0: decided on their their uh, naming scheme for this first event because uh, back on August 8th, here's one we're really excited for: hashtag Justin Tunis versus at DPC Two Love goes down at Paragon Bracket One close bracket on September nineteenth. And they oh, went with they went with that for a while until they changed to hashtag Paragon One. Oh, yeah, <laughs> on so- the.
1: On the poster or whatever, it just says Paragon One. So they're going with the the UFC naming scheme.
0: Yes. Are, are there brackets? Wait, let me let me take a look at that poster again.
1: No brackets. Just a. It's all it's all in a box. Ah, so they they switched the box. <laughs> <laughs> but they got to they gotta, they gotta think outside of it, though. So. Ooh. <laughs> well.
0: Well, Paragon itself is outside of the box. It's in more of a rectangle. Then again, I guess rectangles can also be boxes. Yeah. yeah. But
1: Reyes versus Fury, they are outside of the box. They are, except
0: for their heads, which have been cut off by the box. <laughs> anyway, do we have any other topics? Uh, well, what do you guys think of uh, the match Scumbag Nation versus The Influence? Um, The Influence, those not are, the
3: bad those, ones. Are, those are some pretty cool names.
1: <laughs> I reckon... Oh um, no, I'm more looking for for two milk chocolate versus cam and connection. Cam and connection. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> more more so, what the heck is milk chocolate? <laughs> or the Minuteman versus W R E C K. You're forgetting that, that the one in minute is a one. <laughs> yes, the one in minute is Or the I the I in minute. <laughs>
0: I'm kind of curious who Mark Quinn is. <laughs>
1: uh, Samuel Clemens. Mark what is about, spelled with uh, a Q. What about Ilya Marko- Markopolis? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I think. Huh. Uh Markopolis. And AJ is going to be on this show. Yeah, Styles. AJ, AJ Cruz.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we've got the influence, AJ
1: Cruz, the, the cam and connection. Oh, we've got Cole is also wrestling on the show. That's cool. Cole. Yeah. Cole?
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Cole. And like uh, actual
3: Adam Cole or what? Dave Cole. Oh,
1: surely you've heard of Dave Cole. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, and Billy Let's see. A uh, King is also going to be on the show and That's okay. I'm 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 done with Paragon. We're done. I hope so. Oh. I mean, they'll
0: easily sell out if all 874 followers of Ricky Reyes come to the show. So let's hope they do. And in a, in another month, we'll have coverage of Paragon 2.
1: Next topic, um, Lance Storm. He is a fucker. He's an he's, idiot. He's got some bad opinions about uh, pharmaceuticals Cancer. and medical problems and charities. Do so, you know doctors... They don't do any doctoring anymore. They just prescribe drugs. Exactly. And so if you have a medical problem, I guarantee 99% of your medical problems could be fixed by just losing weight. And if
0: you have ALS, go to your doctor. Don't let him prescribe you any drugs from Big Pharma. Tell him to cut the ALS out of your body. And if it's a woman, I don't know how Lance Storm feels about lady doctors... If they prescribe lots of drugs, he doesn't like them. So,
1: <laughs> same with uh, Alzheimer's. If you have Alzheimer's, your cut doctor can, your doctor can cut it right out of you. It's no problem, just but, like but, cancer.
0: And radiation yeah. sounds kind of like a drug. Don't accept any radiation or chemotherapy because that's like a chemical. And what does big pharma put out? Chemicals, chemo, chemical. Yeah, you don't do that. And also. If they, they talk about awareness, that just means scam. Even though Lance Armstrong's charity did legitimately kind of use awareness as a scam, no other charity raises awareness for a good thing. It's always just a scam for more money. They're not trying to get people screened. They're not trying to you know help anyone out. It's all a scam for more money to feed to big pharma.
3: Yep, and that secret cancer cure in some Canadian university, yep, they're hiding that to... Uh... To get more awareness, money,
1: gangster computer god, and they also, if 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 they ever found a cure for something, they would sell you that cure because of profits, and that they're just they're just evil that way, and that's all
0: ALSA is concerned in feeding the profits to big pharma. All the work they've done in identifying genetic predispositions to ALS, that's all for big pharma that's all you
1: do more drugs and that's real cool bro that you dumped you dumped a bucket of water on your head good job your 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 video really made the difference i'm sure
3: Then you know what drugs are measured in The centigrade and metric measurement systems in the computer god premeditated planned wanton worldwide degenerative ridiculous confusion and destruction of all standards and values towards one world communism for the overall plan, namely eternal Frankenstein living death slavery, to explore and control the entire universe by the computer god.
0: And where he lives in Canada, they can't do ice bucket challenges because the bucket
1: just freezes.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: So, seriously,
1: seriously. Uh Lance Storm like he just needs to like I don't know read things <laughs> actual facts.
0: I'm pretty sure that just listening to Alex Jones will suffice. That I mean, that's I all mean, the facts that he needs, Mr.
1: I mean how much how much money did the ALS charity, ALSA or whatever it is, Charity generate after the Ice Bucket Challenge blew up? A lot more, right? Wait, 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 the bucket blew up? No.
0: <laughs> the, the, the the bucket... The, much, oh, this this oh. might be involved in another conspiracy theory involving WWE, namely that they are a part of the Illuminati and helped uh predispose the world to the 9-11 terrorist attacks, which they were planning during the Mega Powers versus Twin Towers feud. Also, Sting was involved in that.
3: The, the twin wins. towers are gonna come crumbling down, come crumbling down, come crumbling down.
1: So this ALS blowing up, this could be part. Ugh. Landstorm Storm was right.
0: Hashtag ask questions. Hashtag
1: no bucket challenge. Exactly. So um, awareness awareness doesn't mean anything.
0: I guess I shouldn't wear my Lance Storm calgary alberta canada t-shirt out tomorrow sucks because it was the last one left because it was a medium and no one at an ecw show would you know wear a medium <laughs> and i really liked lance storm and ecw but yeah it's kind of making it hard for me to wear that t-shirt that i've worn literally three times in the last 15 years three times too many yeah, I'd say two times too many. I mean, I went into the bathroom and put it on during the show, and that was definitely, you know, a good time to wear it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Plus, you know, it, it makes my chest look really good. It's nice and. It's a nice, nice. fitting t shirt. It's nice to have shirts like that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really great to have shirts like that. So, uh, yeah. let's see. Do we have any other topics? Um uh, we talked about The Miz. Uh, someone asked us, if, will John Cena overcome the odds? But that was kind of already answered. Oh, from Hootnumski, a.k.a. Niennubi, su, uh, uh, at Mongo underscore ebooks. Least favorite commercial that has ever constantly played during Raw?
1: Chris, uh, I've got one. Is it Chrisley? No. During tax season last year, they were airing these horrific oh, God, Jackson one. Hewitt commercials. Yep and they were just bad. But the worst commercials don't air during Raw. They air during TNA. Damn so it. it's a- yep.
0: <laughs> But you know where the best ads air? Daytime
1: R-O-H-T-B. court shows. R-O-H-T-V. <laughs> uh, 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 GSN I- also has horrible ads. The, uh, the new Life Alert ads. Oh, bad. yeah. Ugh. I refuse
0: to watch GSN because they have basically removed all classic game shows from their lineup.
1: And that sucks. It's basically the Family Feud channel anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I,
0: I used to be from... Well, it's, it used to be at night I could watch good game shows from about midnight on, and then in the afternoon I could watch good game shows. Then it was like 2 a.m. to 3 a.m., and now it's just from like 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. So fuck you, GSN.
1: Yeah, they have like a two-hour block of classic shows, and I
0: love Card Sharks. Card Sharks is a great, underrated show. Exactly. Whenever there's someone foreign on that show, they are amazing. And not just in, like, the stereotypical ha-ha foreign people are hilarious way. They're usually just legitimately hilarious and really charismatic and sometimes really good at the game. I also enjoy the the, uh, Password and its many variants. I like Password Uh, Plus, not so much the original Password or Super Password, but Password Plus, when it's hosted by Alan Ludden, is spectacular.
1: I wouldn't even mind classic Price is Right or Wheel of Fortune.
0: So. And, of course, Match Game.
1: Oh, yeah. match, well, Match Game's a given. Yeah. Especially when there's smoking all over the place.
0: And when Shatner's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and but, actually, pyramid, pyramid is really good in its many incarnations, although I think $100,000 Pyramid is the best of all Pyramids.
1: But most of the time, GSN is just uh, Steve Harvey Family Feud, uh, yeah. sometimes with some uh, uh, John O'Hurley. Episodes mixed in? Yeah,
0: and I mean, John O'Hurley isn't bad, but, I mean, he he's no Ray Combs, let alone Richard Dawson. <laughs> Ray Combs, the great Ray Combs. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Yes, rip Ray Combs. Well, uh, I, I think we've gone through all the topics. Oh, but I've never seen a Louis Anderson episode. I've seen a couple, they were not good. And the less said about... Wilson or no uh, Al Borland the better. Richard Card. He doesn't get the same name as Richard Dawson. Oh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't have the rights to that name. Fair enough. Is uh,
3: it is um, shit. Uh, the the magazine catalog guy from Seinfeld still hosting. Uh, oh no wait, no. Just discuss this. Steve Harvey's hosting it now. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Did your call cut out for a second? No. <laughs>
1: I, Steve Harvey I was is just
3: the... on Twitter reading that a dick guy apparently uh, is watching Samurai Cop with the star and some other cast members of Samurai Cop.
0: And so, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but we we also uh, discovered that they don't show game shows on Game Show Network anymore.
3: I, I saw that part. I, I heard that part.
1: Once in a while, they will they will air the Family Feud TNA episodes though, and that's fun to watch <laughs> on its own because you can count how many are still employed by TNA, and it's always very few. <laughs> Is it just the beautiful people? I think I think it's like uh Christy Hemme, oh. and she's Anderson, the second Anderson.
0: Is she the second longest tenured person in TNA? She may be because yeah. there's Joe. And I don't oh. think there's anyone who's been in the company longer than Joe. Hmm. Oh wait, Abyss, fucking Abyss. Oh yeah,
1: Abyss. paid him so much. Uh, and what about James Storm? Oh yeah, James Storm. Yeah, on the very first. Yeah. And I guess uh, Robert Roode got young. Okay, there goes that theory. But <laughs> uh, Christy Hemme, uh and I think I think one of the other beautiful, I think one of the beautiful people is on that show. Um, I think it might be Velvet. And then there's, uh, I think, just from the men, it's Anderson. Because they have, like, Matt Morgan and Rob Van Dam, and, and, and on the and on the women, they have Lacey Von Eric, <laughs> which, why would you bring her to Family Feud? She's the dumbest woman alive, almost. I don't uh, think that's uh. true. You think she was, that was just a character? Maybe. Okay. I mean, she was a Von Eric who got out of wrestling, she couldn't have been that stupid. Oh, and Jay Lethal's <laughs> also on that show. Oh, <laughs> and he, he answers good questions. He answered a question about piss. <laughs> he, I, I, <laughs> I can only imagine,
3: episodes, I, I, I can only wish that he was on there as, uh, Black Machismo. Um,
1: that wasn't his getup, no.
3: Darn. But, uh,
1: yeah, no, that's a, uh, that's a Steve Harvey episode. So. But, I mean, all they had to do was walk across the lot since they filmed it in Universal Studios. Hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> But don't they film it in Universal Studios, Hollywood? Uh, those episodes, the TNA episodes were in Florida. Oh, that's weird. Yep, at least. Huh. So. And, uh, uh, announced, oh, who's the, uh, who's the intro announcer? Uh, Joey Fatone. Really? Yeah. Wow. He's really falling off. Yeah. Uh, his <laughs> career is, is uh, is dead, uh, so it goes. Anyway, uh, didn't mean to derail with so much. A GSN talk, but...
0: Well, then, uh, yeah, then I guess we're pretty much done, except for this important question from Champ Julius, at Champ Julius on Twitter, at Mongo underscore ebooks, why is Tuesday Nitro way, way better than the Nitro on the network?
1: Commercials? Um, commercials and not edited themes is all I can think of.
3: It yeah. doesn't cost $10 to watch.
1: Okay. The
0: answer is because September is sting month. And while That's... Dave Meltzer may tell all of his fans that you can spell Hall of Fame without sting, you can't spell September without sting or Big Daddy. Or Big Daddy. You can't spell Big Daddy without September.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> amazingly you can. <laughs> <laughs> somehow yes
0: <laughs> it took me a few minutes uh to think if you could actually spell hall of fame without sting and anyway this month <laughs> we're starting out tomorrow night with world war 3 and at the end of the month we are ending with sting versus hollywood hulk hogan at starcade 97 Sting will destroy the NWO forever when he conclusively,
1: definitively, and cleanly beats Hollywood Hogan. The biggest match in WCW history. Wrestling history. Wrestling. History. Yes. Sports entertainment.
0: Uh, also sports entertainment. The greatest to, night in the history of the sport. To celebrate all month, we are running the most Sting programming that you can shake a thousand black bats at.
3: Holy shit, Drew Gulak just followed me on Twitter.
0: Well, then you tell Drew Gulak that this is Sting month, and and Thursday he could watch Sting on QVC. Next Thursday he can watch Sting in The Real Reason Men Commit Crimes. At some point he can watch Sting guest starring on Thunder in Paradise. If we're all lucky, he can watch Sting in the classic Shutter Speed. It's going to be Sting Moment of Truth. Sting, 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 Sting. Hello, cat.
3: And this Are, would be in, uh, Bad Movies Worst Wrestling? Yes, on
0: psp-tv.com.
3: Alright, I, I was just asking that so I could properly tweet at Drew Gulak about it.
0: <laughs> well, oh, you're
1: gonna get unfollowed. We also have Sting, uh, Back in Black VHS. Oh, we, we do have the Sting Back in Black VHS, which... <laughs> We'll be airing as well. Which was released in late 1999, so you know what kind of content you're in for. Oh, Which is two yes. years after the, the the commercial for DVDs
0: we saw in the last Nitro. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that format kind of died out. Yeah, VHS
1: is what everybody's using still these days. Yeah,
0: but th- then again, I've seen some weirdo on Twitter who constantly takes pictures of all the wrestling VHSs he binds and probably buys. So I guess that's a big thing.
3: Wait, that's Are are you subtweet are are you sub talking me? Cause I I took a picture of the like twenty wrestling VHSs I got at Goodwill like two days ago.
1: They're all bad. I don't know what you're talking about. They
3: pretty much all are bad. Because The, the,
1: it's all... the, the other day I found a VHS labeled WCW NWO Pay-Per-Views. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? So I pop it in, and I find a bunch of episodes of X-Play and Amazing Race. And, but at the end of the VHS was the main event of Bash at the Beach 1999. And that's a bad show. So yep
3: uh the it, best thing uh, i know got...
1: was it road wild either road wild or bash at the beach hogan wins the title that uh, edit no, okay. road wild yeah yeah uh hey.
3: the best thing I got was a uh stone cold uh feature thing from two thousand and two, which only gets the label of best because it has the uh match from WrestleMania x seven on it
1: they <laughs> realized Hulk hogan won the Hulk hogan won the w c w title at Road Wild 97 as well. And 96. Yeah. He won it from the Giant 96.
0: Yeah. And then? And unfortunately, he was only main eventing Road Wild 98, so he couldn't win the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, with who? Jay Fledo,
1: as his opponent. The
0: DDP. Uh,
3: and he was tag teaming with, uh, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. Oh, Herkishoff. okay.
1: It was Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan versus Jay Leno and DDP as the main event of Road Wild 98.
0: Well, then, I think that's as good of a place as any to, <laughs> to sign off, uh, unless either of you has uh, something you'd like to say to the the fan base of the Punch Sport podcast, or as the good, ca- good calls them, our admirers.
3: I've got a few things to say. First off, update. Two minutes after I tweeted him about uh, Sting Month, he has still not unfollowed me. Uh, second off, I would like to promote my Twitter account, at Neil Jacoby, N-I-E-L-J-A-C-O-B-Y. Uh, the 1996 uh, WWF versus WCW Let's Play in the punchboard Pagoda is about to enter its third season. And uh my podcast Rex Before E at www because it was formerly Dick Eye Before E because Dick Eye was formerly the host, and that's basically it.
1: Okay, um, my I guess my plug would be to follow at Manslayery on Twitter. That's my that's my Twitter, and. I also uh just have something to say. I hate it when someone says wrestling is fake. Because it's fake like a Chuck Norris movie. So it's also <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: And there's lots of people constantly repeating stupid memes. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, then I guess I would... And there's, like...
3: and there's also a thousand years of liberal darkness.
0: That too but i would like to plug my podcast which is the punch sport podcast which you can hear every monday or tuesday well i guess i guess tuesdays cuz you know we record it kind of on a monday but mostly on a tuesday and it, you can find the punch sport pagoda uh, whatever it's called whatever um you can find it um on the internet uh look it up and i would also like to plug my Let's play of Sonic the Hedgehog 2006, aka Sonic 26 or 06, aka Sonic 2006, and you can find that in the Something Awful Let's Play forum.
2: So thank you for joining me,
1: and uh, have a great night, everybody. I like, I think the crickets are a perfect representation of tonight's raw.
0: Yeah, yes, when I indeed. when I try to uh edit the audio, I hope the crickets don't go away when I when I do that, but <laughs> I have a bad feeling they may get eaten up by a uh, a sound filter. Uh well, good night everybody. Good night. Don't don't get spooked over by the gangster. Gangster computer too. god worldwide and, secret containment policy
3: made possible solely by worldwide computer god Frankenstein controls, especially lifelong, constant threshold brainwash radio. Quiet and motionless, I can slightly hear it. Repeatedly, this has saved my life on the streets. Four billion worldwide population, all living, have a computer god containment policy
2: brain bank...